Hey, bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. Hey, Ie, what's Whoa. going on? Happy 2022. Hey, Kev. Happy New Year. How many times I don't know have you about said you. Happy New Year on work calls this year so far? Literally, how many 20 times have I? For me. Yeah. Oh, I've only had two calls so far this whole year, and I did not say it on either call. Oh. Well, I've made, I've said it on every call because I don't I don't know what to say to people on calls. Happy Tuesday. Um, yeah. This is my first episode with my new AirPods, I and it's feeling very. Is it good. amazing? Well, I'm on. Do you know how to do noise cancellation on your um on your laptop? Yeah, you should be able to just switch Options, the mode. Noise control, because I think I'm on transparent right now, which is fine. I like transparent. Oh, I hate it. Here, just do you this. You don't like transparent? Oh, like, click oh, that little thing at now. the top, and oh, then you yeah, can change it. AirPods. Yeah, I'm on transparent. Okay, let's do noise cancellation. Oh, my goodness. That is so intense. I love it. I literally I don't just like use it, it all day, every day. Okay, I, I have um, to be honest that I'm not feeling as, like, optimistic about the new year as i was on episode 175 but we're getting back into it for sure like what i what was makes just, you say that i was just so sure of like these resolutions and like things in 2022 are going to be great and i have all these things and then woke up yesterday morning and was just like nope don't i don't feel like it and i feel like this break went too fast and i don't want to do work and i don't want to do anything yeah i honestly like I feel good about my goals, like, but that's also because I'm sure next week I feel like I'm like gung ho at the beginning, and then within a week I forget everything. Um, but I was I pretty like- pessimistic about going back to work. Like I've never felt like, even though I was literally only off for three days, like I right. But last week was also a break because I had nothing to do. But I just like. I felt so well you had issues sleeping Sunday night I mm-hmm. it took me a while to like fall asleep and then just wasn't the best um and... I don't think my sleep issues were like work related I was literally just like laying you were there. just like not like... oh I and I was like so you know I don't know what your sleep like issues are but like it does give you a little <laughs> bit of anxiety because then the next night you're like oh my god is this gonna happen again so yeah. last night I was like, oh my God, is this going to happen again? But it didn't because like I've never had sleep issues. And so that was just Sometimes so I lay there and I'm just like, what if I just, I'm just like, how does your body like know to fall asleep? Like it just happens. Right. You yeah. know? So well, weird. Well, I'm always like, I feel like I'm always ready to go to sleep. Like at any time I could like sit down and take a little nap, but it feels like yeah. you really need to like get prepared for the moment and like be <laughs> yeah. ready. I can't really do any spontaneous naps anymore unless i'm like hungover or something like super Mm -hmm. tired special circumstances well Mm -hmm. i i started off my sleeping last night with sleeping during harry potter and the goblet of fire those movies are just and we're gonna get into it with the reunion but it's just like it's i just love the soundtrack so much and just like the visuals but i've seen it so many times that it's very good background music as well if i just like doze off and like come back alive for it so i just love those movies so much and I'm excited to talk about the reunion in a little bit. But to round out our resolutions comments, I think that I too will get back into it this week. And I think what was good about last year is like small goals, not like, oh, it's going to be a whole year of doing this. It's like, okay, let's just do it for like two weeks. Like, let's just do this one thing for two weeks. And it's more of like, you have to do things for a little bit and like, hopefully they become a habit, you know? Hmm. Well, like working out, you mean? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, but it's like some like some days I would just rather not do it. Right, but and that's why you don't set the expectation of like I have to work out every, every single day. day because it'll mm-hmm. never ha- it'll never happen. Like there's always going to be some excuse that like mm-hmm. will make us not want to do it. So at least for me, And just for our, like, personal goals, it just seems like this is such a rough time to start, like, 
getting out there and like it's like oh my god i want to make new friends like where the like it's yeah it's not really a good time for that so i need to like not put that much pressure on myself because then i end up feeling shitty about myself when i can't actually do something but it's really not our fault you know I said this like about maybe six months ago when I was saying like, oh, I'm starting to get FOMO again because people are like starting to do things and it's like socially acceptable to do things. And like, yeah, I feel like I should be doing all these things all the time. But now my FOMO is gone again. It's so it's such a relieving feeling. It's like, no, I'm not going to do anything social this week because I shouldn't do anything social. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, well, I think it I don't feel bad about it to switch it. Like it flips a switch and you can be like judgmental of other people who are doing things. I'm like, oh, Oh. what the fuck are they like? That's not allowed. Like (laughs) I was like that on Christmas. I was like, oh, my God, you idiots are like having these large family gatherings with like old people and like kids. And you're taking pictures of it and putting on social media like it's nothing. And it's like you're all going to have COVID. And now everybody has COVID. So it's just like, okay, here we are. Yeah. So it is kind of funny how that just like can change so quickly yeah but Um, it's it's like last week i was like okay yeah we're gonna look into all these like leagues to make friends and you're gonna get on all these dating apps and then it's like hmm i don't we like shouldn't be doing that right now so it's it's kind of a freeing feeling to be like okay we don't have to worry about those ones right now we can just focus on like the personal goals yeah yeah and there's a lot of ours are like pretty easy to do on our own like I definitely I don't think I had screen time as mine but considering that I was on my phone for nine hours on Sunday um still not real sure how that happened but I was um I'm like am I awake nine hours a day (laughs) I I don't even know (laughs) that's a lot of hours Mm -hmm. um yeah so I think it's I think it's more of like a mental awareness of like the things that you want to work on I like having things in like a list form that I can like refer back to. It's like a little Mm -hmm. checkpoint. um, And it's just nice to see like where I want to be at some point, you know? Here's the other thing. Um, Some of the goals that I have, I feel like are contradictory to each other. Mm. Hold on. I guess really just the making new friends goal is like contradictory because I'm trying not to spend money or go out. And it's like when you are social, you go out and you spend money. Like that's just what happens. I know. And, like, then you don't really get on. Like, sometimes your health goals also suffer because you go out and drink and you go out and eat, like, whatever. And so it's, like, you have to balance the social aspect with also, like, the personal wellness aspect of it as well. So that's the other thing. It's, It's like, like, oh, I'm not doing anything this week. I'm not spending money. Right. I think it eventually, like, balances out. It's, like, you're never going to have a week that, like, you have something every single day. At least not for me. I literally thought spring of 2020, I was like, Mr. I thought I was millionaire bucks. I was like, oh, I'm not going out. I must be saving all this money. No, I was literally eating to go food every two seconds and like getting coffees and like I wasn't saving anything. And I also don't know how to grocery shop. So like that doesn't even save me any money anyway. Yeah. I I, it feels just... like this is going to be one of these episodes where I'm just like talking, 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 and then you say, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got distracted because I got a message from someone. Do we want to pause? We can pause real quick. It's still on working hours. Yeah. Do you care? No, it's okay. Let's pause. Okay. Okay, right, everybody. So, yeah. <laughs> Woo! We were got just through, talking got about, through a little crazy. work emergency. Love it. It's so funny. Like, we really should always just plan to record at 5 or 5.30. Like, it's never – there's always something in your work day that keeps you going. I like. know. It's ridiculous, though. And I'm like, oh. Well, and it's the day – like, most days I end up, like – I literally clean my whole house three times and nothing <laughs> happens. You know what I mean? And it's just so ridiculous. I can't. I didn't know that they wanted you to like jump on an actual call. Jeez. Yeah. They were like, oh, can you, are you available? Like, not really. <laughs> I are guess I could have said no. Yeah, I am at my desk. I see the treadmill. How's that going? Dusty. Do you really see it? Oh, I guess yeah, it I is angled that, that way. 
Okay. Um, Let's shake off the dust a little bit here. I.e., We're not talking about work anymore. We're going to start talking about a dating update to get us kicked off <laughs> for this week. So let's My get into it because topic. I has some um, 2022 strides already, I would say. I guess. I don't know. Kev, why don't you like I already gave you the full lowdown of the date. Why don't you just like interview me? I oh okay I thought you were gonna say you have to talk about it like this is not my date this is not my oh no I'm just saying like just like ask me things you think the people want to hear let's do uh let's just do it I might so this this is basically the point of like a hinge app like you're supposed to have something in common some person in common some interest in common and then you like go from there so IE has like a person in common with this other person and they've heard about each other but never really met, met up and now they matched on Bumble. And I hates Bumble because she's not a feminist and she doesn't want to be the one to message first. And she thinks you should walk in on your white horse and it's too late for you and your white horse to come (laughs) around is the issue. So she, thankfully this other person uh, did the first move and said, let's meet up for coffee. So I was straight out of her negative PCR COVID test. Amazing. Great job. So happy for you. Went to coffee. Yeah. Had a great time. Nice connection about Harry Potter and lots of nice, just like nice chit chats and, you know, just talking about the friend that they have in common. So then it was like, okay, so what is, what do we do next? So then it's, we had to keep the text train kind of going and you're going out of town. I'm going out of town. It's just like kind of, we're hoping to get to that next moment where we don't let things fizzle out. So I, what is your plan right now to not let things fizzle out? Um, so my plan is to, I feel like right now I'm just continuing the conversation and seeing if like it opens up to, cause my last like checkpoint with that was, I was like, oh, we should definitely hang out again. Like, let me know when works for you. Like I said that Mm -hmm. after our date on Sunday. Right. And that's when he, he's going out of town at some point. I never got like the exact days for when that is but i assume it's sometime like over the next week Mm -hmm. um and i'm assuming it's not just like a quick trip because it's like across the country but i don't know um so oh it is across the country yeah he's like flying to la and then like going hiking or something so okay yeah so that's it's like a bigger trip i guess but anyway so I don't know. Yeah, you're not going just down like, to Philly or something. Yeah. So I'm just trying to like continue the conversation and see if it like opens up to making plans. And he was like, oh, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out like if the trip's even happening because of COVID and like what's been going on with COVID mm-hmm. and if it's going to yeah. work out or whatever. So he was like, I'll let you know. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So at this did- point, like still continuing to text and hoping that like continues it, you know. How did you feel about a coffee date rather than like a bar alcohol date? Um, Didn't you? Oh my God. <laughs> I'll tell you how she felt. I felt a little bit like lack of liquid courage, but then the coffee like almost makes you a little bit jittery and it was like 2 p.m. coffee. So it was like a little bit later. It wasn't like a breakfast coffee situation. Yeah. I mean, I think I went in like a little more nervous than I normally would because like if you just like have a drink before like it just takes the edge off a little bit like Mm -hmm. which it's like oh that's kind of pathetic that like you need it at least I need a drink before a social interaction but what I think it's pretty common that people have a drink before a date Yeah. yeah and I know like I mean one drink makes me very chatty and that's always my worry that I'm not going to be like conversational enough right um I'm just ignoring that um so sorry now i'm like losing focus so anyway so i was initially a little nervous about the coffee date i was also nervous because like i feel like i always need time to mentally prepare it's like if i can pick a date and a time for a date it's going to be as far out as possible so i can think Mm -hmm. about it endlessly for days which is technically worse so it was kind of like oh shit it's tomorrow but then it's like okay like you just have to go in and do it you know Mm -hmm. um but i do feel like when you're when it's like a daytime like no drinking date like it's like 
easier to have a convert. It's like I'm more like awake and like alert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only issue with the coffee date is like it is like so if you go on like a bar date, then you kind of know what might happen at the end. Like something's going to happen. But when you go on a coffee yeah. date, it's just like, OK, I'm well, going like, to like go about my day and you're going to go about your date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's unless it ends up being something that like you do some like go somewhere else after, I guess. Right, which but it was you also did, like a of. yeah, I guess it wasn't like I mean it was like a Sunday. I didn't really want to like go drink somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you walked to a place and like saw it. Yeah, it didn't like just end right after the coffee, so I think that was like promising. That's great, IE. First dating update of 2022. Here we are. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm so not really IE's like. Big... I think. Oh. oh, I was just gonna Go say. Ahead. I am at the point right now that I do, just because of COVID, like I don't really want to like go on any other random dates. Maybe right mm-hmm. now, unless yeah. this just like nothing happens with us, and I'm like I'm bored and miserable, but. It's like, I don't know if it's like worth that stress. At least like I did have some kind of personal connection with this person. Like I know that he, I now know that he's like vaccinated and boosted. Mm -hmm. And so I feel better about that. And I feel like he would also be in the vein of like, oh, maybe we don't go to like a super crowded like bar or something, you know? Right, right. So I think that's, I like feel better about that. So here's the craziest part. Like, um, the safest place I feel like is just like you either. Okay. The safest place is outside. So like going on a walk, but it's literally zero degrees there. Second safest place is just like going over to one of your houses and just being the two of you, like so that you don't really have any connections to anybody else. But that's such an awkward venue for like a second date. It's kind of just like, what's, what is that? Well, it's mean? like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to like set the expectation and then you don't have to be like, Oh, like, I don't mean for this to be more than it is, you know, because that's also awkward to like say that. But you also don't what? want it to be what? I was just going to say it's hard to like kick somebody out of your house. Like when you're at a bar and you both finish your drinks, it's just like, okay, we're done with this date. Like we're done. When you, yeah. like, when you're just like at your house, it's like, okay, when are we done with this? Like when do you leave? Like, or do you not right. leave? Or what? And goes like, on? what is, what's like the expectation for it's like a lot can happen in that situation. Right. Whereas when you're in public, like it's you have an easier way out if you want that, you know. Exactly. So what I was going to say is that IE's connection was surrounded the Harry Potter reunion, which she finished last night. So let's get initial thoughts on the Harry Potter reunion. Then we'll get into a few articles and I can read the articles if you want to respond to your team's message as well. (laughs) I just want to read it and see what it is. Why don't I just do a little um, yeah, overview? Because wanna... there are there are the six there are six big surprises that we learned on the twentieth anniversary special. Um, those adorable kids who grew up with making the Harry Potter movies are all grown up, and Rupert Grint is even a dad. The gang's back together again in a new reunion special, Harry Potter's twentieth anniversary. Return to Hogwarts, streaming now on HBO Max. It's a family friendly trip down memory lane, and you don't even have to be a huge Potterhead to enjoy it. And even the biggest fans likely will learn some new facts about the blockbuster saga. The special reunites most of the major cast members to reminisce and hug and laugh about the decade they spent filming, working on the films. Author J.K. Rowling is shown only briefly and in archival footage from 2019. That's an important point. Okay, so here are six of the most interesting surprises from the nearly two-hour-long show. Number one, Hermione had a crush on Draco. Actor Emma Watson, who played Hermione, admits in the special that she had a crush on Tom Felton, who played the Potter's gang nemesis, Draco Malfoy. She just, quote, fell in love with him when he asked her to draw God in a onset tutoring class. I don't remember that. And Felton drew a girl wearing a backward cap on a skateboard. From then on, um, I used to come in every day and look for his number on the call sheet. It was number seven, and his name was on the call sheet. If his name was on the call sheet, it was an exciting day. Wow. And they have, like, a very emotional, like, reunion scene where, like, Hermione sees Draco and they, like, hug. And it's very interesting. So maybe that's going to be something in the future. Who knows? Um, When Harry met David. So they – oh, David. Hold on one second. Oh, so this is because um, the Chris Columbus, who directed the first two movies, was really struggling to find a Harry Potter. And then he saw – 
Daniel Radcliffe on a mini series called um, Charles Dickens, David Copperfield. And Daniel Radcliffe was playing a 10 year old. And so they literally brought him in right after seeing that his family, like didn't even want him to do the Harry Potter movies. Cause it was going to be 10 years in LA, which actually is a valid point, but like, I guess you get to be Harry Potter now, but that is kind of crazy. So moving on, there's a beautiful scene in 2005's Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire where the other magical students arrive to compete in the Triwizard Tournament. In this special, Radcliffe reveals there were real candles um, lit in the air in the Great Hall, and some of them began burning through their ropes and falling. I thought that was an interesting tidbit that they shared with us. And it really cool that the candles were real and lit and hung from the ceiling. So on to Quidditch. Um, the scenes of Harry and Pal zooming around on brooms playing Quidditch are pretty and amazing, are pretty amazing and fun to watch. Viewers of the special get a treat. You see the behind the scenes footage of Radcliffe standing on his broom, which is just part of the complex prop where a green screen behind it. The hardest scene to shoot was Quidditch, director Chris Columbus admits. Um, this was a kind of cool thing where they talked about Draco and his father and how Jason I Jason Isaacs who played Lucius was like kind of mean to Draco, like on scene. So they would like get into character. So Jason Isaacs, he initially auditioned for Gilroy Lockhart. And then when he was asked to, um, you know, do Lucius's lines anyway, he got that. Um, Isaac said that while he loved Tom, young Tom Felton, he plays who plays his son, Draco he was as unpleasant as could be to him on set, trying to set up the cruelty that ruled the Draco-Lucius relationship. Once, though, he accidentally went too far, smacking Felton's hand with a cane and not realizing the cane had sharp teeth that cut Felton's hand. It's all right. It's good for the scene, said a teary-eyed Felton, showing the tr- true actor's grit. Okay, so the last uh, surprise, which was kind of interesting, was that they made Fox the Phoenix like out of an animatronic, like an elaborate prop. So um, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets in 2002 featured Richard Harris playing Dumbledore. We meet Dumbledore's pet phoenix, Fox. An elaborate prop bird was created for Fox, but Harris reportedly thought it was a real bird. And they apparently had like this uh, camera in the bird and the and the guy who was playing Dumbledore at the time like really thought that it was like uh, reacting to him. And he thought that they were just like really good at training this bird, which is kind of crazy. And they said that they never even told him that it wasn't real. And now that actor, as we know, of Dumbledore in the first two, Richard Harris, is dead. Ouch. So those are kind of the biggest things. Um, you know, there wasn't any, like, big mic drop moments. There wasn't, like, a were you silent or are you silenced? And another interesting tidbit was the other individuals that weren't included. So they definitely had Harry, Ron, Hermione, Mr. Weasley was in it a lot. Fred and George, Ginny, Luna, um, Dean Thomas, Neville, uh, Draco. Let's see here. Voldemort was in it. Hagrid was in it a lot, I feel like. But here are some of the people who were not in the Harry Potter reunion. And let's start with uh, Michael Gambon, Albus Dumbledore. One of the most notable absences from the reunion is Michael Gambon, who played um, Albus Dumbledore for the majority of the films. He took over the role after Richard Harris um, died. Maggie Smith wasn't there, which I was really sad about. Yeah. Um, he appears in the Return to Hogwarts via archival footage, but the professor did not grace the reunion. Robert Pattinson also wasn't there. I thought that that would be a great person to include in this, um, but he does not pop up in the reunion. Julie Walters or Molly Weasley does not. Um, let's see here. While it's unclear exactly why why she sat out of the reunion, it's worth noting that Walters revealed she would largely retire from acting in 2020 following a previously undisclosed bout of cancer. Um, The guy who played Remus Lupin wasn't there, didn't really miss him. Gildory Lockhart wasn't there, didn't really miss him very much. Um, But Gildory Lockhart, that guy, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, he's like a really famous actor. He's a director now, and so there's this new movie called Belfast come out came, coming out, and he is the it's his directorial debut. I'm sorry, his latest widely praised directorial effort. So um, he has done he has directed other things before, but that's the, his most recent one. Horace Slughorn wasn't there. Don't really care. 
He is an Oscar winner, though. Jim Broadbent. Uh, Professor Flitwick. Literally. Professor Flitwick did not make it either. And let's see here. Dudley Dursley wasn't there. Could have had a nice little star there. Oh, he's the guy. Wait a second. Harry Melling. I'm pretty sure he was in Queen's Gambit. Oh, really? Who did he play? Like one of the friends or something? I don't know. It says, I think I was very lucky that I was allowed to move away from Dudley, the Queen's Gambit star told EW in 2020. When you start as a child actor, I think there are certain stigmas you get from that, and I never really wanted to engage them. I just wanted to continue during doing work. Another member of the Dursley family who did not make it was Petunia Dursley, and we know that um, Uncle Vernon died in 2013. Mad-Eye Moody didn't make it. Peter Pettigrew, disgusting. Um, you can see Timothy Spall alongside Kristen Stewart in awards contender Spencer. Oh my gosh. I wonder if he was Charles or something. Timothy Spall. Or maybe he's like the cook. I forget. But that's interesting that he's in that. I was also very sad that there was no Emma Thompson. Um, she didn't make it back into the reunion, nor was Argus Filch, David Bradley. Cho Chang didn't make it. Seamus Finnegan. They like referred to to the actress who plays Cho Chang, I think. They I did? think Emma Watson did uh, at some uh, point. Isn't her name Emily or something? Katie Lung. Oh. Yeah, maybe. They the, definitely maybe talked about Mrs. Weasley. I'm not sure if they talked about um Cho Chang. But they actually do include Seamus's best line in this. I what do you think it is? My dad's, My dad's a, muggle. a muggle. My mom's a witch. Bit of a yeah. nasty shock for him when he found out. Amazing. So that was the Harry Potter reunion. And um, do we want to just pause for one more second so you can finish those things and then we can get back on topic? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know what's happening. It's literally 527. Like, this is ridiculous. No, I'm good. Um, what do you want me to just give my feedback? Yeah, what did you think about it? I thought it was really well done. It did feel a little like quick like onto the next person a little bit mm. but they had a they had a lot like to they cover. were interviewing a lot of people yeah it was just like it would be so hard to like i would literally watch something like that for like eight hours you know like one do you think so i don't know i i mean it took pulling my teeth to even finish watching this two hour thing but um it would be cool to see like what they thought of like all of my favorite scenes or something you know what i mean but see, I think that it was the correct amount of time. I actually think that they didn't have enough like juicy things to talk about to even like keep it going that long. And I think that the interactions between the people were like awkward and like they weren't good actors yeah. in that like human aspect of it, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been great if there were like I wanted to hear like more of the like juicy onset. Th- it's like you know like things went down. They were together for 10 years, you know what I mean? I want to I hear about say, scandals with the actors. Like I would I would characterize the entire special as like cute. It was very cute and emotional, but not like groundbreaking or like anything that needs to yeah. happen again, I don't think. To be honest, I think I liked the Friends reunion better just in terms of like hmm. the format of how they did it. What did like, they Like I liked how they I don't know, they like played um they like recreated that game that they played where what's her face says transponder the trivia. oh yeah they did stuff like that and like sort of recreated scenes you know what i mean i did like how in this one they like walked around the sets and stuff like i think that yeah. was like nostalgic for them and, and they, they sat in front of the had, fire like, and stuff relevant people that they covered and it was cool to see like it was funny for like harry ron and hermione like for them as little kids and they like knew of these certain actors that were like a big deal you know like yeah um, and that's so true serious it's like oh we have to be cool like around this person because they're like a really big actor you know so it was just funny to see those dynamics too i i thought it was interesting how they went through the directors and i never really like i don't think they ever talked about like why they changed directors throughout the series Mm -hmm. but 
like Chris Columbus, I mean, he is the gold standard because he made the first two movies like happen. They're beautiful. They're everything that should have been. Then I, you can tell like there's such a drastic shift between two and three and how dark it gets. And like, I I just think that they could have. People hate the third movie. Why? I think, well, I think people really just don't like that. Um, that director, Alfonso. Was that his only one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he only did the third movie. Oh, okay. Alfonso Curran. I kind of liked him. Yeah, I I mean, I like that movie. It's definitely different, but I did like the vibe of that movie. I'm I'm just looking at Chris Columbus movies. Like, he literally did Rent. Really? The movie? He literally directed Rent, yeah. Oh my gosh, amazing. That's he's great. I like him a lot. And it was cute seeing him and Harry interact. Cuz I don't yeah, think, I think David Yates talked to Harry, did he? I don't think so. They just did like one-on-one interviews. Yeah. I just like I think the thing I realized out of this whole thing was like Daniel Radcliffe is just so weird. He's so weird. I mean, he had the the biggest role of his life for 10 years and he should just give it up cuz he's so strange. Yeah, I feel like I don't even. Is there anything I've seen him in since? He was in the, that one like scary movie. Yeah, the, woman the horse in black musical or whatever. Oh, did you see it? No, I didn't see it, but I knew he was in it. So I don't <laughs> I think was. that anything like dramatic happened. It just says that Christopher Columbus didn't want to direct all of them. He just wanted to direct. Oh, he the didn't first want two. to. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, he was set to direct all entries, but he did not want to return for the third film, saying that he was burnt out. Oh. You do wonder, though, like, I don't know what his, like, directing style is. Like, would he have wanted to... Like, the series gets darker, just Mm -hmm. in general. Like, would it have even worked? You know what I mean? With his style. I think it would have, and I think it would have made it a little bit better, but I'm glad that he, you know, did what was right for him at the moment. Um, It looks like, yeah, Alfonso Curion just did the third one, and then he did not want to do the fourth one. So let's see here. Mike Newell, another person, did um, the fourth one, Goblet of Fire. And then David Yates started with the fifth, right? Did the last four, yeah. And you can really tell, like, Order of the Phoenix... Those last four are incredible. We did lose it. Like, it's just a little bit of a different feel for the third and the fourth one. It's like, I think, in my opinion, it's just like a little bit too dark and it could have been a little bit um, yeah. lighter. I love and I then, love Order of the Phoenix. I love Half-Blood Prince and I love part one, but I honestly don't love part two. Why not? I think it's just the Big battle, battle of scene. Yeah, I love that's like the my least favorite Hogwarts. thing. Yeah. Um, I think it's really so. good. Doo-doo. So anyway, everybody should go watch the Harry Potter reunion. It's on HBO Max. And you know what else is crazy is that they did this 2001 to 2011. Like they really put out a new Harry Potter movie like almost every single year for 10 years. Like that's a lot of work. They were hustling. Well, and they had to because the kids were growing up so fast. Right. Okay, I literally am shutting my laptop. Bye, everybody. Well, I can <sighs> talk about Encanto if you want to do that. Do what? Just respond to something. Oh, no, I'm d- I am said I just shut my laptop. I'm done. Signed I know. out. Okay. But you can still talk about the movie. We're done. Go for it. I saw an amazing movie over the weekend, and it's called Encanto. And it's another... Uh, in a long line of now, like, um, I think a little bit less white focused movies put out by Disney, which is amazing. And however, the Lin-Manuel Miranda aspect of it is crazy. And the fact that he's literally, he has done the like music for almost everything. It feels like, like everywhere you turn, it's fucking Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like how does he even have time to do all this stuff? Right. Um, but let's see here. Enter Encanto. It isn't just set in a p- pistache of similar cultures like Disney's. Oh, I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. I'm kind of jumping in halfway through this article. 
In Canto, uh, writer-directors Jared Bush, Byron Howard, and Clarice Castro-Smith wanted to explicitly set their story in a very real country, and that country is Colombia. Colombia. Excuse me. Their company's recent track record of representation was certainly a good sign, but Hollywood's history of portraying Colombia was reason enough for doubts. These concerns all found a place amid the collective Colombian excitement as Encanto's opening night approached, but for me, the writer of this article... At least, they disappeared a few minutes into the movie's prologue. Once we learn about the central family, the Madrigals, like millions of real Colombians, have been dis- displaced from their home by the abstract, on- omnipresent force that tend to simply call the violence. It seemed evident that the directors weren't just coming from a place of understanding, it was also a place of love. Encanto tells the story of Mar- Mirabel Madrigal, who was born into a magical family where everyone has a special gift except her. One of her sisters is super strong, da 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 the gifts aren't innate. They have are given to the family by a magical candle. Da, 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 da. The movie follows Mirabella as she sees the house. Their casita is starting to crack at the foundations. Da, da, no spoilers here. Colombia's problems are so intrinsic that being aware of them from almost birth almost seems necessary to feel Colombian at all. The genocidal conquest by Spain. Da, 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 da. So that it goes into all these things that are pr- pretty factually um, accurate. Um the Colombian Cultural Trust may have spoken to the writer-directors about some of the problems. Disney, Disney's moving about uh, the country w- couldn't overtly include violent past and present, but they allude to it a little bit. Uh, they decide not to ignore it, and you know, at the end, people can safely call Colombia home, which is kind of cool. Let's see if there's anything more interesting in this. Uh, they don't actually give like the enemy, like a face. That's the one interesting part about this movie. Like it's not like they're fighting somebody else. That's kind of more of an internal struggle in the family. Um, and it says like the Madrigals were each trying to deal with the, all of this um, and realizing perhaps like pro- through projects like Encanto, maybe we don't have to re- uh, work through these things alone and we can work with our families. It was very good. The music is amazing. Very colorful. All about magic incredible 10 out of 10 would recommend it's on disney plus go watch it thanks i will not be tuning in but i'm so glad that you enjoyed it why wouldn't you be tuning in i you don't like joy in your life it just doesn't appeal to me it just i what about it doesn't appeal to you that it's a cartoon i think (laughs) (laughs) i don't know yeah it sounds fine. I just think everything Disney, it's just like so cheesy, you know? Oh, okay. Whatever. I don't think it's cheesy, but that's fine. I'm not like, I'm not saying that to insult you. I'm just sorry like you... that Sorry that nobody gets their baby ripped out of their pregnant belly. That's like literally what you want in a movie. Oh, yeah. I literally want like the most awful vulgar. Like... <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just don't watch feel good things i if i want to watch something feel good like i'll watch like a rom-com i don't want to watch like a pixar movie okay yeah that's fine that makes sense so i'm not saying like i'm glad kev i'm so glad you enjoyed it it's just not my cup of tea i might watch it again yeah i hope i hope you do Um, okay so do we want to talk about sex in the city or andy cohen first let's just talk about andy cohen because it'll be two seconds do you want to talk, do you want to read the article or you want me to? <laughs> Sorry. Um I would love to read the article. So Andy Cohen spoke out after his stupid and drunk New Year's Eve rant live on air and said he regrets publicly shading Ryan Seacrest. Um so Andy Cohen um hosted like the first night thing. Is that what it's called? First yeah. night. It's Rock and New Year's Eve. Dick Clark's Rock and New Year's Eve. Oh, okay. What channel is it on? Is that an NBC? CNN. It says oh, right there, that, CNN told BuzzFeed that was literally that, return. that was on CNN. Yeah. That is scary yep. that he was like that on CNN. And they already told them that he's doing it again next year. Wow, they like the controversy. So Andy attracted a lot of attention over the weekend after several comments he made live on CNN while hosting their annual New Year's Eve live from Times Square. Um, during the live broadcast on Friday night, Andy and his co-host, Anderson Cooper kicked off the festivities with several shots of what appeared to be tequila. 
Um, As the night wore on and the alcohol seemingly took effect, Andy went on to throw shade at a string of public figures, including the likes of Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg and former New York City mayor Bill de Blasio. I just think it's funny. I don't even Bill de Blasio. I don't even like Andy Cohen at all, but like I just think it's so funny that he got drunk and like said this on national TV. And you know someone so raspy. He's like, ah, yeah. And you know someone like Anderson Cooper, like he tries to like keep it together. I mean, he's like he a was literally just standing there. He was like not even. He was just like he didn't know how to even like respond to what Andy was doing. Yeah. So during the um, during one of the nights, several heated rants. Andy called Blasio. Isn't it Dub Blasio? Yeah. Um, they just said Blasio, the crappiest mayor of New York City, telling CNN Jesus. viewers that the only thing that Democrats and Republicans can agree on is what a horrible mayor he has been. However, after admitting in an Instagram post the next morning that he was a hair overserved, like, okay, <laughs> what, you're blaming other people? Like, you took I the shots. I think he's just joking. Oh, okay. Andy later confessed that his only regret from the drunken tirade was calling out Ryan Seacrest. In case you missed it, at one point during the show, Andy made a dig at um, at ABC's competing New Year's Eve show hosted by Ryan, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve, which was oh, being broadcast sorry. simultaneously that from elsewhere in Times Square. He said, there's a bunch of smoke coming from Ryan Seacrest's group of losers that are performing behind us. If you've been watching ABC tonight, you've seen nothing. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. That's hilarious. Oh, there was a lot of like smoke coming from them. I wonder who the performer was. Recalling the dig on his Sirius XM show three days later, the Bravo mogul admitted that he felt bad about criticizing the ABC broadcast and by extension, its host. It's like these are the things that everybody wants to say on live TV, but they normally don't. Uh, they wouldn't be did, like, "This is yeah. the this is stupid." Like, um, he said, "I I really like Ryan Seacrest, and he's a great guy, and I really regret saying that I was just stupid, saying, and I was just stupid and drunk and feeling it." Um, I was continuing the journey rant and just kept talking, and I shouldn't have, and I felt bad about that. So that's the only thing. The host went on to admit that he wasn't happy about how his comments about Ryan had been taken out of context by the media. That's the problem. The headlines about Ryan Seacrest are all like, I trash Ryan Seacrest, and I really, I hope he hears the clip. Um, Yeah, it seems like most people were liking his comments, so... Um, And it says CNN appears to be standing by its host in spite of the backlash. I don't um, think there's really been that much backlash. It's just like he was drunk it's on like, TV. It's like, who cares? It's yeah, just a it's little like, like... He said, like, he didn't say, like, Biden sucks or something. Here's the thing. He should be demoted to ABC. Like, he should not be on CNN. He should be a little bit, like, lower oh, caliber than he that. needs to be on, like, a local channel. He needs to be on Bravo, literally hosting yeah, New Year's Eve Bravo Live. I honestly didn't realize he was a part of CNN. What does he do on CNN? I think he literally just does this. Oh, okay. I mean, it's supposed to be like Excuse me. fun, I guess. Yeah, and like you, he, it's confirmed that Andy Cohen will be back to co-host New Year's Eve next year. So yeah, because people have were saying that he like got shots. fired. Oh my gosh! I yeah. what? Guess what? We have to talk about with no. We don't even need a a, a article to back this up. The new Kardashian show on Hulu. Oh my gosh! How did we forget? It just happened so fast. It was literally like New Year's Eve at like Happy 10 Happy New Year, everybody. So what do you think about it? What's it going to be about? It's going to be the exact same as Keeping Up with the Kardashians, yep. but called The Kardashians. Although I'm hoping that since it's on Hulu, like it can be a little more vulgar. Was it not uh, vulgar because it was on E? Maybe. I think like when you're on like a cable, like, network show like that you can't really be as off the cuff you know now does does hulu have all of their episodes currently um i'm not sure they might it always is just interesting to me like why they would choose hulu like i guess they're not really an hbo type of production not really like a netflix type of production but still like i would like to know like if they were vetted by other production companies. You know oh, I mean? I'm sh- I'm sure every major network like pitched to them for sure. Now, what 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 do you think they're going to like do that's any different than the first show? And also, what do we think about Tristan Thompson? Okay, well we need to get to that next, but 
like I, I don't think it's going to be much different than their original show. I just think they're going to have like a little bit more freedom maybe. I am hoping maybe it will feel a little less scripted maybe. Yeah. Like maybe it'll feel like a little bit more real life, you know? I actually think it's going to be pretty popular because people love their like little interchanges on TikTok and stuff like that anyway, as we do, obviously. Us. But yep. like that's like I think that that's something in today's day of media that's like pretty popular is just like short little snips that are like kind of funny of like in between and Chloe, I think Chloe and Kylie. I feel like a lot Chloe of stuff Chloe like a lot of quotable things come out of like the housewives, which we don't watch. But like mm-hmm. I feel like that has a big it's like, very culture. similar. Yeah. Out of like that type of real I feel like I would equate those as like similar type a similar type of a reality show. Yeah, absolutely. They have like a similar vibe. Um and it did show all of them, right? It was all the girls and Chris. Yeah, I think it showed everybody. Because it like showed Kylie pregnant. It the thing is like they do actually have a lot of stuff going on in their lives. Like we have to hear about uh Courtney and, and um what's his name Travis and we have to hear about like what Kim's doing and like is Pete gonna be in it and like all these things and I actually do think that most of their media splashes this whole year has been like leading up to this show but they didn't give us like a start date or anything did they I don't think so I think it was just like in 2022 Um, well good for the Kardashians we'll be here for it I'll probably watch it for right from the beginning yeah I'm excited I'm glad I knew that they weren't good I mean that's literally like their life and their that's what they do so well, but I thought that they all kind of had conflicts because they didn't want to be like the star of the show anymore. And it's kind of like, well, then who's going to be the star of this new show? I don't know. You know what I wouldn't mind is if like each episode, like it rotated and each episode like on focused a different on a person. different person. Because it does hmm. really, I feel like it's they confusing. usually will have a few, <laughs> a few different storylines going on at once and then it's like a half hour episode or whatever right so it's pretty you don't really have much time it's like oh unless it's like they do sometimes like the parties like a party is a whole episode so then they're like all getting ready or like if it's like yeah and then it'll or something it'll show like the big things where they're like all together you know right but that doesn't always happen um so, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was definitely, we knew something was coming, but we didn't know exactly what it was. Right. And um, it's interesting that it's just basically the exact same thing they already did. Like, they weren't going to have some elaborate other type of show. Well, it's like, what are they going to do? Like a game show? Like, maybe. <laughs> um, Jeopardy. Yeah. So excited about that. Do we want to talk about Tristan? Yep. I have the quote right now. so as we all know tristan thompson literally conceived a baby with somebody else on his birthday when chloe was posting about how great he of a father he is so he reached out to her via an instagram story which i think is so dumb and he said the following i take full responsibility for my actions now that the paternity test has been established i look forward to amicably raising our son i sincerely apologize for everyone i've hurt or disappointed throughout this ordeal both publicly and privately and then he had a second story right to chloe and he said chloe you don't deserve this you don't deserve the heartache and the humiliation i have caused you you don't deserve the way i've treated you over the years my actions certainly have not lined up with the way i view you i have the utmost respect and love for you he added regardless of what you may think again i'm so incredibly sorry to which i have to say fuck you and dumb chloe is so dumb for even being with you anymore you should be a non-existent father figure that um she really like gave you the olive olive branch time and time again and you literally had sex with another person on on your birthday so i'm over it were they together though she literally posted on his birthday, the day that he conceived, like, you're such a great father figure. You're, like, all these things, whatever. Like, I, and it's a picture of them, like, holding true in between them. Oh, but does that, if they're not together anymore, does that make him a bad father if he's with someone else? If they were not together at the time, then I guess that that's fine. But they were together, I think. Oh, okay. Well, that changes things. Well, do you think otherwise? Do you think they weren't together then? 
I don't, I can't remember. I don't really remember like the exact timeline of it, but I know like she wanted to like have another baby with him. So that's the problem. And that's like exactly what happens with Kylie. Like she ended up having another baby with Travis and who knows, like they're not together. I don't think I always lose track of what's going on there, but. Oh my gosh, this, I just looked up an article that's Chloe and Tristan's relationship timeline and it's literally 46 pages long. Oh my gosh. Somebody at People Magazine literally went through all of this. Okay, so let's That would be an amazing job. We would love that. It seems like a lot of work. So it, the baby was conceived in March, 2021. So let's go on to March, 2021. June. Excuse me. Like, he literally has sex with someone one time. Yep. Or do we know that it was just one time? Well, I think they're... I think he said something like it could only have been this one day. Okay. Oh. The pair appeared to still be very much together on Thompson's 30th birthday. That's the date. With Kardashian posting photos from what appeared to be an intimate gathering on March 13th. That's the conception date. Her family also shared yeah. sweet tributes to the basketball star on social media. The ones that are meant to be are the ones that who go through everything that is designed to tear them apart, and they come out even stronger than they were before. Kardashian wrote alongside several images of the family of th- three spending time together. Thank you for showing me everything you said you would for the father you are. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm talking so much on this podcast. Um. For the best friend I have in you, I'm thankful that I can do absolutely nothing with you and it feels like everything. I hope you know today and every day how loved you are by me and so many. That was literally the day he cheated on her. Wow. Yeah, he sucks. So, and just the and fact that May, like he's he's trying to like mend this through like an Instagram story is ridiculous. Well, that's not that's not. I mean, people need a fucking publicist. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like you don't need a publicist. You just need to know how to be a normal human being. Like that's not how you right. like handle that kind of situation. And Chloe, like she is humiliated because back in it just said in May 2021, that's when she was on the Kardashians saying like, "Oh, we're thinking about getting a surrogate for a second kid, me and Tristan." And then it's like, "Oh, he already has a kid and it's not with you." Right. Also, I'm sorry. How trash are you? How trash is this other woman? Like you wouldn't get an abortion? Like, seriously? No, she wanted, she probably, like, made sure she was going to get pregnant that night to, right, like, poked make holes. a scandal. Yeah. So. It does. So how do we feel about, like, looking back at the whole Jordan Woods situation then? I just think they get themselves in situations with the most, like, toxic Dumb people. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. It feels, I just feel bad because it feels like they're, like, they really struggle to find people that are good fits for them. Well, and I think it's so hard when you're a public figure like that to actually, like, find a trustworthy person who isn't just in it for, like, the fame aspect. And it's like, Tristan, you know, has his own following. Like, he's his own public figure. But yeah. being, I think being an athlete and being a Kardashian are, like, two very different levels of mm. fame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although maybe that's just me not being into sports. Like, I think there are athletes that are, like, world I think known, he's pretty famous, like, without them. Even without the Kardashians. Correct, yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's like kind of Kendall, why it's like you don't Kendall's need them. Like so, a basketball player, idiots. They're all idiots. I don't. I think that I don't. I can't even think of somebody who would be good for them. Because clearly, like none of them really have it figured out. Like Kylie's, Travis Scott's pulling her down. Obviously, Kim and Kanye was a wreck. Like Chloe has just gone from failed relationship to failed relationship. Now, I guess like their fl- failed relationships are more interesting to watch on TV than healthy ones. Oh, right. Nobody, like, cares to see, like, content of, like, a happy couple. Like, they're, like, fine with it at the beginning. It's like, oh, that's cute. And then they, like, get married and then they're just boring, you know? Right. 
So I guess they're not boring. It's like I guess nothing they keep to it. it. I just hope they're happy. Like, that's what I really hope. I really hope that Chloe, like, she's been so, like, demonized this whole time. And now she clearly has, like, the worst partner out of all of them. And she's just, like, constantly getting the bad end of the deal. Yeah. I mean, Kim also had Kanye, so I don't know who has the worst end of the deal. But Kanye was okay for, like, a little bit. And then he really went off the deep end well, and then she divorced him. he just some mental health issues. Right. Um, okay let's move on to sex in the city shall we let's do it this um, was episode five of eight correct mm-hmm. it Amazing. is just so Best sad thing thinking. i've ever we watched we only have three episodes left oh ever. i eat but we might be able to watch the last one together right isn't it one i don't two, know one this two week three six, yeah it'll seven, be the week eight. of the yeah Okay, big party. Everybody get your Cosmopolitans out. Let's make some Cosmos. I thought this episode was majestic. Just classic (laughs) Sex and the City scenes that are just so funny to watch and so like almost like, okay, that wouldn't really happen, but like just so incredible. And I like that they're switching up, you know, the the, the, um, meaning of sex. Like it's not just like, Two people having missionary sex. It's like uh, in a kitchen, like standing up, like so cringy and awkward. Like sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a good episode. I feel like they really like stepped out of their normal comfort zone. And I was worried that Carrie's hip situation was going to last more than one episode, but I'm glad they wrapped it all into one thing. Yeah. Me too. I well, I think they will maybe continue that like physical therapy storyline if she does end up with that guy. Or do yeah, you think I hope that's so. Over? She's paying out of pocket. No, maybe. Oh no, but maybe not because she was like better at the end. Yeah, but she could still go back and still get physical therapy. I loved that scene where she's putting on her heels at the end of that. I know. Me amazing. too. I literally like had chills. It, it, just like yeah. what she said, and like she just looked great. Like great outfit. Yeah, and I actually think the I think the Carrie's uh, Carrie Miranda like blow up scene was that both acted very well on both sides of that. You mean when they're talking after? After the situation in the kitchen, like yeah, the no, blow that was up a, is like that was a really good scene. Well, because it, it's like it obviously Miranda's dealing scene. with her own shit. Um. Do you think Carrie was overreacting? You're muted. You're on mute. (laughs) Shit. Sorry, everybody. I said no. Can you imagine if that was you? Like, you literally had to pee so badly and, like, you couldn't move. And then you, like, knew that somebody was literally, like, touching each other in your kitchen. Like, I would literally be like, kill somebody. I would literally, like, unfriend them. (laughs) Exactly. That's why Carrie was so mad. Like, yeah. And, People, I saw some people on TikTok, they were like, she could have just gone to the bathroom or like she could have said something. And it's like in that she had just woken up. She wasn't like thinking correctly. She was on all these pills. It was just like, I think that's she was what just she like, did. And what, I think it was She great. was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I think she was so confused and then right. just had to. Uh, the whole time I was just thinking, oh, my God, if I literally peed in my bed, that would be so awful. <laughs> Well, she didn't even pee in the bed. It was like she just I know she spilled literally a little dripped. bit trying to get I back on. Know. Now, here's the part of this whole drama that I don't really care about is like, is she is Miranda now going to have to break up with Steve? And is that going to be a thing with Brady? And they're going to be divorced and they're going to live apart. It's like we already did that with Steve and Miranda. Like they I already know. went through that in the movie. Which is kind of sad. I don't know. But like clearly, I mean, maybe she'll just. Maybe they'll continue to like cohabitate like that, and yeah, doesn't seem like Steve cares very much. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, what do you think about Charlotte's like, uh, um, child situation? Like, I think that her and Harry are both just like handling it terribly. I agree. I mean, I understand that's like a tough situation as a parent. And, like, for someone that age, I guess, like, I feel like people in our generation, like, as people are having kids and that happens, like, we'll have a better understanding of maybe how to right. deal with something like that. But I just think, I feel like Char- Charlotte's care. It's so her, but it's yeah. hard to watch how she's 
approaching things and it's like it's your kid and she's like no like that's not right and they're so like mad at um what at rock. rock um that's just a dumb name like you could pick something way better but my they're so mad at issue... rock for like oh telling the teacher instead of like talking to his parents you know what i mean right my issue with Charlotte is like she wanted to be a mother so much, but she wanted to literally be Bunny McDougal mother. Like she wanted to be like piano recitals and like kids and like all these things, but she doesn't actually want to be with her kids. Like right. she wants been to like go to like she likes the social aspect PTA. of it and like hanging uh-huh. out with other like high profile moms and then the kids can go off and do whatever they want. You know, she wants to drop her kid off at ballet and you know. Right. She has talked to everybody in this show about Rock, except for Rock. Like she literally goes around and talks to every like, single. What do you other think person. I should do about this? What do you think about ask this? Ask them. Like ask your ask your child. Like just go and ask them what they want. And she and when she does that, it's so confrontational. It's like dude, turning off the TV. Did you like um, tell them right, to call you, you something different? You don't want to it's approach like, your child as if they've done something wrong. You know exactly. what I mean? But again, I definitely like, think this oh, that's is how defying, Charlotte would have dealt with that's it. That's defying me because you're like taking away the name that I gave you. Like, well, it's all about her again. Exactly. Yeah. It's like obviously, like it's going to be an adjustment for everybody in the situation. That's just how it right. would be. But you don't need to like be mean about it. So. Also, she's she always says like, "Oh, I'm reading all these books on it." And it's like if you've been reading all these books on it, you would be acting differently. Like. You claim to be this like woke whatever art gallery designer and like you don't even know right. what like a non-binary person is. It's strange. But right. it's exactly what Charlotte would do. Charlotte's just a flawed character. Yeah. Oh, I was wrong about the dog because it's literally howling upstairs right now. Oh, so. good. I, well, maybe they're just visiting for the day. So we did have two articles, but we don't really need to go into them. It just basically says that season two is reportedly on hold because of the Chris Noth scandal. We talked about that last time. And then oh, Cynthia so it said Nixon, it's on hold. It's not saying it's not happening. This thing says it's repeat, reportedly on hold. Oh, okay. That's um, better than then not happening. Cynthia Nixon did like an interview this week, and she said um, it was a very hard decision to revive the character. And she says, "I really don't didn't want think I was going to do it. I was very reluctant, but the more I talked to Sarah Jessica." Michael Patrick King and Kristen about the things that I couldn't go back without a a real sea change in terms of the lack of diversity in the original series. They were on board. Turns out that while Nixon said she was very proud of the original series, she was, she also found it occasionally tone deaf on race and gender. That's true. And she said the characters are 55. So they're in menopause and menopause is like a punchline of a lot of jokes and certainly has an unpleasant has unpleasant aspects, but it's a time when women have spent decades looking after other people and can again focus on themselves. Who am I? Who do I want to be? I think that's interesting. Did you see how they're saying um, the Golden Girls were the same age at the beginning of the show yeah. as they are on this? It's I saw so a picture funny. where they put the hairstyles of the Sex and the City girls on the sex on the Golden, on the Golden Girls. Yeah, that's really basically. funny. I make your formal apology right now for killing Betty White. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry that I made that prediction. But also, like, who isn't going to make that prediction? She's 99 years old. Well, but she was, like, planning this big 100th birthday celebration. I I thought it would definitely happen after that. Well, that's why I thought it it might be a prank. And she's going to, like, come out and be like, you didn't think I could make it to 100? Yeah. Um, People are saying that the queen is dead and they just haven't announced it yet. And I'm going to be sad. That's going to be crazy. I mean, it's going to happen sometime. If she if they don't announce it till February, I think she's been ruling for seventy years. So that's like the that's like her. She's already I think planning. She's her, alive. Like, like she did. Thing. She did that like Christmas thing. She could have taped spoke. that in twenty nineteen. That's so true. Yikes! The royal family is so secretive. Like they like she let she said I'm not going to be making any appearances until February, and it's like okay, what does that mean? Oh. So she must not be doing very well. Well, she's definitely old and sick, yeah. And Which, like, like I guess should be 90s, out with COVID. Like, right. Well, but you would at least like why. take a picture of her like sit, cu- sipping a cup of tea or something, just like, hey, I'm alive. Right. Like sitting there in her pajamas. 
Right? I'm sure Aww. she does have nice pajamas. I think that they should just disband the royalty after she's gone. Because I can't think of a reason why anybody would need King Charles. You know they're never going to get Camilla. rid of that. I I th- I'm going to go and revolt. Isn't his kid's name Charles? Isn't know, Diana's ex-husband Charles? Oh. Oh, that's an I thought that's who died. Oh, no, no. I'm an idiot. Philip. Prince Philip Phil- of Wales Oh, died Philip died. Oh, yeah, yeah. Charles is... I don't know. They're all the fucking same name. Charles, Philip. Will, um, Kate, Megan, Archie. <laughs> Lilibet. Lilibet. Okay, I, why don't we close this out here for the day? Great Sorry, first episode this... of season four. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first the first lesson that we've learned for this year is af- out of work hours. For After sure. Work. Or like on a Sunday morning or something. Yep. Sunday morning, rain is falling. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for keeping up with us until tw- 2022, year of our Lord. Um, make sure you head on over to our Instagram. We're posting every episode. Get ready for some yeah, we are New Year's quality content. I don't know if that's going to happen today, but when I post the episode, I will do that in tandem. Um, right. So that's at the worst pod and on Twitter at that's the worst underscore. And we're Kevin IE, and that was literally the worst. See ya. Bye.